0: Everybody, Neil, with the Dashly really gentleman. Tonight, much like most nights, I also have Frank with me. Say hi, Frank. Good evening. And tonight, we're just gonna talk about what's going on in the world. Hey, um,
1: it's gonna be the world.
0: Yeah, a little, the world here, you know. Um, there's, there's a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. No. Like, explosions and shit. Gotta have more
1: explosions!
0: Recently, if you haven't heard about this, and I I don't blame you if you stop watching the news, don't stop listening to this podcast because we're going to give you the news anyways, but here it comes. We had recently um, fired, what was it, 59 cruise missiles into Syria? Striking an, an air base of some sort. Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> you know? And it was uh, in retaliation to, uh, you know, President Assad. Is it President? I don't know. Yep. Dick, Mr. Dickens. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, President. <laughs> President Assad had um, apparently, allegedly, used chemical weapons on his own people. Now, he's been doing this for a while, but this time, this time we did something about it. How do you feel about that,
1: Frank? So dumb. <laughs> Literally the worst decision. Yeah? The worst decision. Why do you think it's the worst decision? Uh, Well, you know, it's one thing to annihilate ISIS, which is by itself... Uh, it's just like a I mean, they're not a nation. They're not a recognized anything. True. It just is what it is. They're a terrorist organization. they're there are ground level fighters. But Syria is actually like a recognized sovereign nation, right? And we're not at war with them. We're not at war with them. They haven't really done anything that we presently know about that to attack the United States. So it was an unprovoked, essentially, an unprovoked attack. okay. So I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal. So let me ask you this then.
0: Historically, we've been pretty late to the party when it comes to conflicts. Uh, I, w- I don't want to say all conflicts, but basically when, when the start of genocide happens, World War II was a big deal. I mean, we didn't come into World War II until several years after the war started. And we really didn't come into World War II until we got attacked by Japan. Right. So we, we didn't lift a finger for our allies or anything like that.
1: Until we got attacked. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it was a realistic decision. Because, so at the time of World War II, America was going through a substantial financial crisis constantly. I mean, like, we we really hadn't quite pulled ourselves out of the Depression.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, like, World War II is really what what, uh, brought us out. So, like, the, all, the, all the manufacturing and all the production, all the jobs that World War II created and all the everybody getting together because we got attacked by Japan brought us out of the Depression and gave us the finances we had. And then we went forward with it, and then we did what Americans do, which is win. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless nation shilling. America. But at the same time, it would have been stupid as shit for us to even consider getting into the war. Until we really had a, a reason to. Because the amount... Like, it, it, I think, from what I recall, the graph of world powers was, like, as far as military might, was Germany was number one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it, w- it was Germany. and I think it was Germany, and then it was, like, Japan. And then France, Britain, and then Russia. And then all the way down on the 19th was America. Really? I mean, we were, we were like, we were not even... We were I mean, we weren't even like, like. Huh, huh. so I mean, like if we had been like, like France is attacked, let's get in there flat. That w- meanwhile, the Blitzkrieg and the Luftwaffe are still at maximum capacity. Right. And they're just like, no, we have we have written the literal book on mechanized warfare and we will just gush all over your graves. <laughs> so that have been a terrible call. Right. So getting getting late into the party made it so that, like, the, the Germans had kind of been softened up at that point through other world powers going into conflict, and America was able to kind of, like, dominate the Atlantic along with the British. Right. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> right. Okay, so... That
0: is obviously um, logical and realistic. Right. However, how about the... Uh, how about the mor- the moral impact of it? I mean... At that time, you know, millions of people were already
1: dying. Right, we but were, we had we enough. didn't know that. We did not know that. No, uh, the America didn't know that until like they actually started liberating camps. I mean, they knew that that he was that to my to my understanding, we knew that he was doing a lot of uh, uh, oppression to his people. And we well, you know, of course that there's civilian casualties, but the, the, the SS was keeping a lot of it under 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 wraps, really like the death camps weren't really like public knowledge. Okay. Or at least they were more rumor than fact until like they really started seeing like the, like, you know, why is it that every time that we have a fight and we capture capture German POWs, we always like put them to prison war camps, but every time that they capture our guys, They just seem to go away disappear like to Narnia, you know, (laughs) I, it's like, oh, maybe there's something more to that. And then it's like, hmm, there was a whole bunch of people in Poland. Now there's substantially less people in Poland as the, as the Russians are kind of pouring through and the Russians are like, the fuck is everyone? It's the plague. You're walking over them. That was this entire city. So, so they were literally making people in
0: cities disappear.
1: Well yeah, I mean the they 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 decimated Europe, the population of Europe. Between between the world conflict, between the conflict and the civilian casualties in the conflict and the concentration camps and then the liquidation of like a lot of the uh, Jews and gypsies etc. I mean, it was just just like emptying people out into ditches. It was it's awful, truly terrible. Okay.
0: So hypothetical, do you think had we known that this was going on? Like it wasn't kept a secret and and we had you, you were we were privy to that knowledge that we should have uh you know, intervened sooner? No. Okay. Just because we just didn't say, have the ability?
1: No. I mean like you really didn't Unless like every other nation was gonna be able to jump in with you, then no. Because I mean, the if America even if like America was standing on the moral high ground, which it was, yeah. and America gets to have like the, the knowledge that for World War Two they jumped in as essentially like the knight in shining armor that it would have been if America saw the concentration camps happening and was like, we're going to jump in there. We're going to do something about it. It's like literally trying to save uh, uh, a zoo worker that's being attacked by a 900 pound Siberian tiger with a, with a fucking slingshot. You're like, I have made bad life choices. I would like the opportunity. You're just going to eat me. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I mean we wouldn't have had it we wouldn't have had a chance if it was if it was just like oh the the, the blitzkrieg's happening, oh Hitler's taking Europe, America's there, boom. Then you know, before before anybody else, if we knew that, that he was going through and he was starting to like empty out the ghettos and kill people, if we had jumped in ahead of France and Britain, it would have been France and Britain at the end of the war. <laughs> I mean we wouldn't have had anybody left. Okay. So
0: Given our current situation now, that we are, you know, top two, basically, in terms of military might.
1: Holy shit, we're like top three. We're like USA, one, two, three for military might. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Top, literally all top three combined. Um,
0: Do you think that we, I mean, do you think we made a mistake uh, provoking somebody that was basically pulling a Hitler?
1: But was he? I mean, you know, I mean, like, here's the thing. Pulling a Hitler means that you're you, you've 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 designated a group of people mm-hmm. as being undesirable. Right. And you want to push them to the side and execute them. Right. That's pulling a Hitler. What Assad did is he sees this is an area. This is a rebel held city. Rather than expending the manpower that I'm that I'm depleting on a daily basis. OK, gas the whole thing. Because we know that that because he knows that that entire area is, is is sympathetic to the rebels, right? So that's that's not that's not the same thing. Because this because what what he's doing is he's making because there are there are there are soldiers in that area, there are civilians too. But it's it, it's more it's less of a genocide and more a, if you're going to make an omelet, I mean I'm not saying that it's you know any more any less morally reprehensible because using chemical weapons is awful all by itself, True. but. I mean, his decision was to was to destroy an enemy stronghold. It wasn't. I'm going to round up men, women, and children, stuff them inside of a cattle barn, and burn the goddamn thing down. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like no, there there no. is there is a substantial difference. I mean, it's I mean it's a it's kind of like a a moral. It's a there's there's no moral difference because killing is all by itself reprehensible and and wrong. But you know, like the the difference really being. It's a uh, picking picking a target for more or less military reasons versus I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna gas these people <laughs> because they're different. Right. Okay. That's it. That's Hitler. Okay. So, um, ethnic cleansing was more Hitler. Um, Assad is more. I'm, Asa- Assad is a atten- is is he's he's an oppressor. He's a dictator. He's a tyrant. So he's attempting to pacify the population through violence, which is which is different than even than the, what like ISIS or even what the a lot of like the other uh, Middle Eastern tribes do, where they have like, like oh they're Sunny, oh they're Shiites. The Shiites want to kill the Sunnis. The Sunnis want to kill the Shiites. I mean, they're closer to being like if it's like if they had the capability, one of those two groups would pull Hitler, like that. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I got you on that. That makes perfect sense. Yep. So so basically Assad was just being, you know uh, he's he's evil as shit. He's evil as shit. He he was <laughs> using very unethical methods, but his goal was to his
1: goal is pacification and yeah, unification.
0: Wiping out um the dissenters and unifying the country. It right. Makes sense. And then and I mean Granted, uh, chemical weapons are pretty damn effective. You don't lose a whole lot of your own people, if if any. You just and especially
1: when you're I mean, unless the wind changes. Uh, yeah, I mean that is kind of the big caveat. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you're like you fire them in there and be like, alright everybody, I hope you can hold your breath because depending on what it is, I mean, especially like if it's VX VX, they're so like, you smell that? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you go, ah oh, man. No, <laughs>
0: Now, without getting terribly graphic, which I don't mind if you do, but I wanted to throw a disclaimer in there. Mm-hmm. So, sarin nerve gas, that's what he used, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are the effects of sarin
1: nerve gas? Uh, asphyxiation, and I think, the, I think it liquefies the lungs of them until you go into seizures. That is outrageous. <laughs> uh... Also known as yeah. mustard gas, right? Uh, mustard gas is, is different. Okay. Uh, mustard gas is closer, to my understanding. Mustard gas, in chemical composition, is a lot closer to like tear gas. But I mean, it's it's more corrosive. So I mean, it's it's way closer to sarin, but it's not. This particular bit that they're using is is substantially worse. Gotcha. All right.
0: So that's fucking terrible. <laughs> That's awful, man. It it really is, and that's that's why it was, uh, you know, outlawed in the Geneva Convention. I mean, it's one of the many. I mean, we talked about this in a previous podcast. It's one of the many things you're not allowed to use in war. It's it's mm-hmm. again it's a war crime. It and, is a war, and uh, it's just the terrible way you die. I mean, it's inhumane.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. Uh... Uh, you can, you can. It doesn't take very much of it to kill you. You can kill you within one to ten minutes of direct inhalation, due to suffocation from lung muscle paralysis. So your your lungs just quit, and then you go into you, a lot of times. From what I understand, you go into seizures. bro so, that's crazy. That is so that, crazy. Effective though. I mean, shit. Effective, but awful. I mean, and and here and so like the the. The thing about it is, like, you know, should we have attacked Syria? I mean, yes, but no. Because, yes, we should have attacked them. No, it should not have been the U.S. No, we should not have done it all on our own. Yes, we should have attacked Syria, along with the French, the Dutch, the British, you know, the, um, uh, literally everybody who's in NATO.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it shouldn't have just been like, you know, this, uh, destroyer is going to roll up into the, uh. Uh, Mediterranean, and we're just gonna we're just gonna butt this airfield, right? I mean, and really be worthlessly effective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did a little
0: bit of damage to a, a fucking airbase. I mean, Trump. When I say yeah. he did a little right. bit of damage to an airbase, and it was literally operating the next day. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it, it was it was wholly ineffective. I yeah. mean, like he drove, he just drove a few planes, blew up some fuel depots, they re- <laughs> brought in more planes because like, I guess. Most of the planes were out bombing people. Yeah. Whenever the the missiles hit, so I was like, "Good time to you bomb." Did, you guys didn't have a fucking satellite that could be like, "All right, there, there, go." Yeah, let's wait a little bit longer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> wait till they come back. And they and they apparently called the Russians, right? And told them to leave. And I'm like, you know, the Russians are just gonna tell the Syrians, right? They're allies, so the the Russians are probably. Like, Come on, let's get out of here. The they're they're gonna do this thing in like an hour. Let's get the fuck out of here.
0: And and not only that, I mean, you have a pending <laughs> investigation going on against you about Russia. <laughs> you know, did you think that was a big red flag saying, "Hey, hey, Russia,
1: we're we're totally we're totally besties." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, it was such a it was such a worthless decision because. So, he ineffectively bombs the base. Okay? That's Mm. stupid. He warns the Russians. Because he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to trigger... A negative diplomatic effect... By any Russian casualties. Because that would be essentially a declaration of war. (laughs) He doesn't mind having a declaration of war against Syria, apparently. Which is... A Russian ally. (laughs) And, you know, the way that alliances work... If one person attacks you... You get two people that you have to fight now. Yep. So we basically declared war anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. here's, and here's the thing. And this is the most interesting thing here. Okay? Assad had done this a few years back when Obama was president. Okay. Mm-hmm. What Obama wanted to do is he wanted to do the same fucking thing Trump did. He wanted to bomb them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Send them a message. Obama went to Congress. Um, I can't remember exactly what the numbers were. I went to Congress, asked if he could do this. I think it was somewhere between 60 and 80% of Democrats were for it, and 20% of Re- Republicans were against it. Yet, here comes Trump. He does it without asking Congress, <laughs> which is unconstitutional and against... way above his, his power. I mean, it's not... He's not allowed to make that decision on his own. Goes to Congress after the fact, and actually, it doesn't even really do that. It's more of a you know ask forgiveness rather than ask permission kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Same amount of Democrats support him for doing that as they did Obama. Now this time, eighty percent of Republicans do. Why is that? You think?
1: Uh, Republican power play. I mean, they're trying to get the sympathetic vote because, you know, they're they're like, oh, look, look, the Democrats are voting for it. Oh, look, we're voting for it. Look, bipartisanship. We can come together. You know, it's not the it's not an us versus them. It's totally an us versus them. It is. It's the fucking look, team it, game. It is the worst. I mean, it is you don't always have you don't you shouldn't always bring morality into political decisions. Especially whenever like your entire campaign slogan was America first. Yeah. Because you know, you're like oh, America first, and then as soon as you decide to do something that you said you weren't gonna do, especially in the kids case, interceding as the world's policeman on another sovereign, elected, recognized nation, you've effectively made it so that the United States is now no longer culpable to any uh any governing board, NATO, U- the UN, nothing. Right. Now we've proven that the United States has absolutely zero give a shit when it comes to what the other nations have to say. But like, you know, we should probably work on a diplomatic solution for this. Oh, we'll just bomb them, fuck them. You know, it's uh, that's that's the worst decision. This is like 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 you know. Let's open up our, our books of on how to ruin alliances. Uh, uh, chapter one. uh just do whatever the fuck we want. Oh, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's. Uh, It's dumb because I get that it's morally reprehensible I understand that We have had 15 years of continuous (laughs) Conflict (laughs) Stop it Just This is what NATO and the UN Were fucking made for So I mean like look I know that they're not Super effective But I mean you need to let other nations Intercede on this kind of shit You can't just unilaterally make a decision Unless America has been Directly attacked right I mean exactly. and, and and because all it's gonna do it's gonna ruin tensions it's gonna make it so we're drawn into another protracted conflict and we're gonna have to spend that much more fucking money we're gonna lose all we're gonna lose more money on it and for what a group of people that are probably gonna continue to try to kill themselves all the time and each other non-stop they've been doing it for like five fucking thousand years okay. that entire area is amazingly unstable all the time so here's the million dollar
0: question What's there to gain from all this?
1: Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hold on. Who profits from this? Dick Cheney.
0: <laughs> People invested in in uh, making weapons, making war happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So why are we consistently at war? Because
1: it's profitable. <laughs> war can be profitable up to a point. Because here's, here's the thing about, like, here's the thing about war is that eventually you have to get something out of it. Yeah. But we're going, what we're doing is we're sinking up, because, like, you, in, war is always fought to secure a better peace, to secure better terms. But what we've done in two places is destroy two nations. We've, we've destroyed Afghanistan. We mm-hmm. destroyed Iraq. These are two nations that up to that point had some kind of hierarchy, some kind, not much, but some. So then what's left nothing there's no trade there's no there's nothing coming out of them they're done right you've essentially dumped all this money into like a, an abscess so now I mean like it's not like you can't uh, it's not like World War Two or World War one where you can sue for essentially restitution so like the, the nation the losing nation has to pay you over time so like you've essentially gained something or you're, you're uh, getting capital on your investment of all the troops and everything else that you've expended there's nobody to get that from in Iraq and Afghanistan. no, no it not. was just a, basically a donation. So now I mean like even though war is technically profitable, because there's nothing to gain from it like there's no one basically to sue that you we're, we're just push, push, push.
0: you see what I'm saying? yeah no it's it's literally burning money but yeah but think about it this way. Let's say we're not talking about the U.S.'s interests. Let's say we're talking about private corporations' interests. They're making money regardless, Ed, regardless if we win or lose. I mean, you're you're producing weapons, you're producing ammunition, you're producing planes,
1: so on and so forth. People have jobs; they're making money for now. Here's the thing, though. I mean, like the. The longer you stay at war, the longer you're in a protracted conflict, the more money you have to spend. So you spend it on munitions, and those people are making money hand over fist. I get it. Who's buying it, though? The United States, right? Yes. What happens when the United States reserves run dry? Because they've been in conflict for so long. Right. So then now they have all this money invested, and the United States is the crux of the world economy. And we go bankrupt. Their no money, money is worthless. Yeah. Their, money, their money is effectively... You have a you have a Scrooge McDuckian bank of worthless coinage. Sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, they're basically, like, it, it, you just... You have, like, because, like, a dollar is only worth what the National Reserve says it's for. Yep. It says it's worth and dollar. But then whenever the National Reserve has nothing to back that dollar with, it's basically really delicate toilet paper. <laughs> That you can wash in the washing machine, and it's like magic, and you can use it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely
0: get that. Do you think that, uh, you know, the people interested in prolonging our conflicts think that would ever happen?
1: No, because they don't. They don't think about the long game. They
0: think about the short game, of course.
1: Yeah, they should think about the short game. What they think about is that right now, if I sell X amount of of guns and ammunition to let's just say Hamas, because that's the first one that came to mind. They're going to use that to shoot American soldiers. American soldiers are going to get pissed off. The United States is going to have to, in order to keep their uh, constituency happy, they're going to have to say, we're going to go to conflict. They're going to buy Scud missiles and and Tomahawks and all that kind of shit from you. Yeah. And they're going to use that to blow the shit out of the guys that just bought, that you just sold all the ammunition to. But you're still, because it's the world economy, you're still trading in U.S. dollars. Yep. So then... Oh,
0: hey, the bearded one.
1: Hey, Thanks. what up, dude? Thanks for joining so us. So then, so then you, they, how's my trans thought? <laughs> but yeah, so so those guys, those guys buy weapons from you, and then America buys the weapons from you to fire back. Eventually, you know, you're like, so now that transaction has made it so that this the this particular group, corporation, entity, individual, is like, that'll set me up on hookers and blow for two months. <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. You know. I mean, I could basically wipe out a whole brothel and it'll be wonderful. Chase that dragon man. Right, forever. <laughs> and then But then eventually there there won't be a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Because the most money that you'll ever see comes from peacetime. Because it comes from tariffs, it comes from trade, it comes from an increase in population producing better goods. Your GDP goes up. The GDP for every nation goes up. You make more money. But because they're so short-sighted. They want conflict to sell immediate gains. Right. So, like, you get all these immediate gains, but then wants it once you wipe out the Middle East, which seems to be like sort of like the universal whipping child right now, that you're like, where the fuck are we gonna sell our weapons to now? Like, oh, we could sell them to we, we we could sell them to China, they got their own weapons, they got their own weapons manufacturers, they don't give a shit. You're still trying to trade off the US dollar. Yeah. Your money's still not worth anything anymore. So now the US economy collapses. Then what's hilarious is let's say you let's say you try to you try you try to double down. I'm going to sell them more guns, goddammit. You try to sell them to China cuz I, I mean, fuck, China's got to want these cool ass guns and bombs and implements of destruction, right? Wrong. Because China's economy is based off of the world economy which is based off of the US economy. So now both economies are cr- cr- come tumbling down and nobody's money's fucking worth anything. So now you got a whole warehouse full of shit that you can't push. <laughs> you make more money in peacetime preparing for the next conflict yeah so these guys if they really wanted to make money they need to sue get get the various nations to chill the fuck out and at least go into a cold war status <laughs> because then everyone's terrified of everyone else and they all want the bigger guns and the bigger measuring tapes to measure all of their dicks all at the same time then then That's whenever you make all your money. Short of straight up pilfering another another nation's uh, gold reserve, you won't make any more. I mean, like it just it just won't happen.
0: Oh man, that was awesome! Thanks, Frank. You're
1: welcome. (laughs) That was good.
0: All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next bombing. Um,
1: so. Bombing that was cute. Yeah, that was good.
0: I like that. Shortly after uh, we. Attacked Syria. We also dropped what's called the mother of all bombs on an ISIS uh, tunnel system. Right. Where was that? That was in Af- Afghanistan, wasn't it? Uh, I
1: think it was Iraq.
0: Was no, he he thought it was Iraq, isn't it? Or maybe he oh, was just. Oh,
1: no, you're right. You're right.
0: Okay. No, when he was being interviewed, um, I think by sixty minutes. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, when we bombed Iraq," and they're like, "Syria, right?" He's like, "Oh yeah, totally Syria." <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. It is Afghanistan. Okay,
0: so okay, so we dropped the mother of all bombs, which is actually an, a different acronym. It stands for uh, was it? Uh,
1: um, uh, it's a massive ordnance uh, air bomb.
0: Yeah. Now that's a, that was a, a bomb the size of a Winnebago. It was designed to explode about, you know, fifteen feet above ground, before it actually makes impact. So it'll mm. actually the downforce of the explosion, and it did its job pretty well. This was the first time uh, Trump had actually came through with his one of his promises, or not not the first time, but I mean that was the first time he came through with that specific promise of fighting ISIS.
1: First measurable time.
0: Measurable. Measurable time. <laughs> And he ef- effectively killed,
1: I don't know, what was it, like 16 people? <laughs> I think it was, I think they said 30, 30 but unconfirmed. So, yeah. so no. less than 50. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, though, that whenever Trump saw it and he immediately fired off like a huge load in his pants, he probably just killed 10,000 people.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But, dude, <laughs> like... <laughs> We're
0: discussing them. Uh, if uh, When it comes to Trump's methods, uh, the Bearded175 asks, are we agreeing or disagreeing with Trump's methods? Um, it really depends. It depends on what he does. And, you know, we're not, a, you know... We don't a, pick sides. We don't <laughs> pick sides. We, we pick ideas and if they're wrong or not. I mean... <laughs> it, it, In
1: this case, he was very right.
0: Yeah. Good I mean, job, Trump. I have yeah. we, we We don't feel so great about his bombing in Syria, but his bombing on ISIS, that's pretty fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) It would have been, the bombing in Syria would have been better if at least it made sense. Yeah. (laughs) You want to make a statement? If you really want to make a statement, you bomb a fucking palace. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's whenever you literally just unzip and then you just slide your dick over like Assad's forehead and be like, what do you think of me now? (laughs) You know, I mean,
0: like. Nah, man. That's the thing, though. I was like, "Yeah, he okay." Going back onto that, he warned Putin, but he probably also warned Assad. <laughs> I, mean,
1: like, I mean, like I, I would have.
0: Yeah, basically, that's what we, we were saying. The bearded one. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> you bomb a palace, you're actually going straight for him and and his uh, advisors and whatnot. <laughs> you're going for the throat.
1: <laughs> he doesn't and want that. What the fuck do?
0: Oh man, I, okay. it was like
1: it was like a shot across the bow. Yeah, Boop-boop. basically,
0: it was a warning shot. Um, it's funny because what was it? I watched a whole lot of The West Wing, and I remember one of the episodes where uh, John Goodman was filling in for the president at the time. He was a he was the speaker of the house, but he was filling in for the president because the president was had issues. But one of his first things he did was, all right, we're going to go bomb some people. <laughs> oh, and, my lord. And, uh, like, he had one of the ambassadors over uh, from the country he was about to bomb. He's like, okay, go ahead and tell that ambassador we're about to to bomb his country. And I'm like, is that what we do? <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, you have to have that declaration of war. Yeah. Otherwise, it's an unprovoked attack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is
0: interesting. So, yeah, I bet you anything Assad actually knew about it coming ahead of time. Yeah. Pro- like, I mean, probably. Actually, and this is just spitballing here, Trump probably asked
1: him where he would like to be a hit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, where, where would this like, hurt the least?
1: <laughs> that's like whenever, like, your roommate is trying to get you, like, help you get out of going to church the next morning, being like, like like Danny, do you want it in the eye, or, or do you want it in the jaw? Turn your head. No, just turn your head. Don't look. Grit your teeth. Burn into the belt. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? a lot yeah. like that yeah man
0: but okay so back onto the the bombing in uh, afghanistan No, that was actually super effective and using a bomb the size of a fucking winnebago I if think... it was really super
1: effective they should have painted it uh, red and white <laughs> red... <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna catch them some some pokey man with a fucking bomb
0: and uh, so yeah they, they dropped that big ass bomb um it sent a very powerful message um, I think. <laughs> yeah, like a mile wide. <laughs> it spoke loud and clear. <laughs> but here's here's the thing that bugged me about that. The, uh... Am I still, okay. The, um. The problem with that is, is primarily Fox News.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: They were all collectively blowing their loads to the footage of it. They put like a some sort of a uh, American theme song to the fucking black <laughs> and white picture blown killed. up. Yeah,
1: basically. They might as well be playing like the the fucking battle hymn of the Republic. <laughs> basically, that's pretty much what he what they fucking did, and that's uh
0: pretty sad. Um, the glorifying of it. I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't really like glorifying killing personally but they were just they were spouting off bullshit like this is what America stands for this is what America. we are <laughs> you know we we didn't have the balls to do it when during the Obama administration but now that we're we got a real man in the fucking white
1: house <laughs> who the fuck was who the fuck was the guy the uh, he's been on news forever but he oh my god I can't remember what his name is uh but he literally just spent so much time just being like the president, uh, you know, he really brought it to him. You know, he he uh, he did what Americans do. They're just and they're good. And I'm like, who are you? Seriously. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, sometimes I think that Fox just needs to change the name to, uh, I was going to say CNN, but it might as well call it Crusader News Network. Because <laughs> it's just like, you know, they're like, we're going to carry this. We're going to carry this torch of righteousness. And we're going to just, just blow the shit out of fucking everybody. Fuda I in, I agree Gage we should all instead of making war we should uh, we should uh, I'll uh, jerk off to Fuda um, separate but equal gross it's not gross dude thanks for
0: joining us Gage Um. so okay that's, that's my only beef with that like I, I, I appreciate that he's actually doing something that you know his voters wanted him to do
1: you know and... Well, it, it sends it sends an enormous message, and it's also, you know, militarily, it was a fantastic decision because, I mean, you you never like they start never like the, the guys on the ground are looking at it and being like they're building tunnels and bunkers and traps. This is a strange reminiscent of uh, Vietnam. You know, what we couldn't do in Vietnam that we can do out here where we can see everything that they're doing. We can bomb the shit out of exactly where they're at. <laughs> Let's go ahead and collapse this tunnel. And can you even imagine being a guy? Let's just say, let's just say, so the blast radius is about a mile. Let's say you're a mile and a half out. And you're just like, you're listening to them like, what are you doing today? What are you, what are you doing after the beheading? Boom! And then like the whole area just turns just to glass. You're just- <laughs> you're like, look, I don't need the virgins. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, you, know, like, you just you storm off and you decide not to terrorize the neighborhood. You know, what it, some... because I mean, like, let, let's look, let's look at it, like from like, like, realistically. So ISIS thinks that they're literally hot shit in a champagne glass and that for some reason they think that they can actually pick a fight with the United States, which is insane. But then but then they see that. And they can con- use a conventional weapon to literally wipe you off the face of the fucking earth, should they so desire. <laughs> you and and you would literally not be able to even know it was coming, because you hear the plane. <laughs> what was that? Death. <laughs> and then just everything in the area, you know, ass, blood, and guts, not even registering, just turning into atoms. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, okay. Let's say they were flying above head. You know. <laughs> <laughs> pop pop pop.
0: Like they're flying about thirty thousand feet, you know. Maybe that's just cruising altitude for a standard uh, airliner. But uh, that thing weighed what twenty-one thousand pounds? Twenty-one thousand pounds. That shit dropped so fast.
1: Well, it's designed to. Okay, okay here it would be really funny. The uh, the warhead doesn't go off. Oh. So it's like dropping a it's like dropping a greyhound on someone. <laughs> it's like, that alone. <laughs> These guys are like, what is that noise? BAM! And then you hit like one guy like the, the thing goes point down right on top of him. Whoop! <laughs> that would be glorious. I would pay to see that.
0: Speaking of which, tangent. Um <laughs> me and the guys at work were talking about uh the new what's it called? Uh Amazon drone program. I can't remember what's called. But <laughs> we watched a few videos on it, um them delivering small items. You know. <laughs> What's that? Dildos. <laughs> sure. Small <laughs> items to locations within, you know, about 18-mile radius. That's pretty cool. What if they make a drone big enough to carry, like, I don't know, 55-inch TVs and shit? What if... <laughs> what if that drone malfunctions
1: and it drops a fucking giant TV on your head? <laughs> like Wally Coyote style? Yeah, dude. It's like, what if a drone is carrying a safe? Or a piano.
0: <laughs> or a boulder for some reason. Or,
1: or a boulder, yeah. I ordered a boulder off of Amazon. Boop. Literally hold up a sign that says, uh-oh. Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Henry, she dead. <laughs> like, okay, how much can you probably
0: get out of Amazon in that lawsuit? <laughs>
1: I mean, whatever. It's whatever. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Like, like how much was Aunt Henry worth? <laughs> <laughs> just, just tell me when to stop. I, I would lose my mind. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, like you know what I need? Forty two bottles of Ainleys. And then like all of a sudden, like, you know, like here's like... <laughs> a fleet of fucking drugs. And, like right. and then like, you know, so like how do they do they just drop it at your door? What if you open your door and like they're like out in your yard like they spin it around you know
0: they have different methods one of them is you can actually put out like a a drop pad like it has a big old amazon a on it so the the drone can find it and land on it and the other ones literally just kind of like drop where they find a free space around your house so there's no telling where you're gonna get it Not the. i mean
1: like if you have like so there's like your door and then like you have like a like a like an overhang have fun having all of your packages delivered to your roof. <laughs> You're like, Amazon says this shit was delivered, but for some reason, I just, I just can't fucking find it. You like look on your roof, and there's like four or five packages up there. They're all sun bleached.
0: Like, okay, well, let me get on Amazon and buy a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> <It>
1: just... <sighs> so, but then like, wouldn't it? I don't know, it would be. It's cool, but it's also terrifying because depending on how close you live to the, to the distribution center, you like you know be are like I ordered this, and, you, and then it's at your door. It's spooky. It would be like it'd be like one of those movies where like I'm trapped in a video game. You're like you know I need a ladder, and it just shows up. Yeah. The man. power that would give you would be inhuman. I, I know.
0: I've I've fantasized quite a while about the Amazon drone program. Eat, eat bad
1: dragon dildos
0: <laughs> and then I just it's funny Gage says huge drone equals free ride I don't know man cause as soon as they drop something off at your house it goes directly back to the depot so it's a free ride back to Amazon's
1: fulfillment center <laughs> yeah the best thing you could hope to do is to sit on top of it probably naked <laughs> ride it along <laughs> get along little doggy <laughs> I mean but then like whenever like you get off like like, whenever it like drops off you gotta get off and be like (laughs) (laughs) just go running through the the warehouse (laughs) What year is it?
0: Guys, guys, we have the uh we have a naked guy again.
1: (laughs) I would love to do it enough times that people just don't care anymore. They just, like, all they do is they just tell you to get back on the drone, and the drone (laughs) drives you home. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, they're just, what's up, Frank? What's up, guy? (laughs) Look at my dick. (laughs) Feast your eyes, boy. (laughs)
0: Reprogram it. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's terrible. You know people are going to be like, okay, you dropped my package. Let me give you a package. You take that back with you. I'm going to strap it on there with duct tape. When it gets back, it's gonna explode.
1: <laughs> I just want it to be like, like, like the little glitter bomb, <laughs> but, but cut like, a, like a huge, like twelve by twelve box. Fill it like to the balls with glitter, and have it take it back, and just make it just go around the inside of the warehouse, sprinkling glitter on everything and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, I can't get it off. But then, but then it'd be like domestic terrorism Fuck. <laughs> basically like just you just take it you just I'm trying to make everybody stay a little bit sparklier <laughs> you know spark sparkles that? that shit's totally gonna happen. <laughs> well they already did a video where the somebody had a Tesla that they hacked, really? That was fucking horrifying because the guy's driving well, you know, driving a Tesla, whatever yeah. And then uh, these two hackers are sitting like they' they were they're inside of a facility and they're like, watch this, turns radio on, changes uh, where the, his uh, navigation was taking him. So then also they' just he's in the middle of the highway and they just turned his car off <laughs> up. And they kept messing with the AC. They're like, make it really hot and he like change it back he make it really hot, change <laughs> it back, make it really hot. <laughs> I'm like it's just you're irritating as hell.
0: <laughs> okay. In tangent.
1: So, anyways, uh, that was that was so much fun. I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about. We were talking about the Moab. How did we get to? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we went from we went from the Moab to talking about like robots delivering dildos. That's what we do here. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's how we roll. We roll with dildos. All right, so
0: let's move on to the next thing. Um, the next bombing. Right. Uh, So North Korea, they They haven't bombed them yet. They
1: tried bombing someone. No, it was a test that they failed. (laughs) Much like, much like a hair examination that Kim Jong Un can't pass. It blew up on the launch pad. What do you think? They're the worst. They can't even be not even dangerous <laughs> they're not they're dangerous to themselves I mean, like look this is what's gonna happen kim jong-un is just gonna sit there and he's gonna literally rattle that sable that saber so hard it's gonna break off at of the hilt and then he's gonna throw that hilt and he's gonna fucking push all the red buttons and then he's gonna turn his own country into glass <laughs> because none of that shit's gonna go off but they're gonna arm all of it and, and just just like the, the sky will flash and then north korea <laughs> Will cease to exist, <laughs> and then uh, the South Korea will just kind of float
0: off next to the Philippines. <laughs>
1: like there's gonna be so much time of people like pointing the finger, being like, "Did China do it? No, the United States did it. No, China did it. I mean, did Russia do it? I don't know. Did Japan do it? Can they do it? <laughs> I mean, like it's just, the, nobody will know what the fuck happened. One minute Korea was standing up, the next it was laying down. <laughs> <laughs> They got sucker punched at a frat party. Here's a question for you: How many countries
0: actually do what North Korea does? I think there's one other at least, where they have big old parades, marching the military down the streets,
1: and their uh, big ass scuds and shit with them. I think North Korea is the only one that left that really does that a lot. I think China still does every once in a while. I thought Russia did too, didn't they? Russia did. Russia did back in the day. It doesn't do it anymore. Okay. I mean that was part of the big Soviet thing. Was doing the big arms displays for for the camera so that they could terrify the west. Here's the difference though. That was actually terrifying. <laughs> North North Korea said they're jackbooting around be like, "Okay, those weapons are all like 45 years out of date, but that's Seriously? fine. Not terrifying. You are not terrifying at all. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, baby. Just go back inside. Like like you're you're dar- just take the curlers out and go back in. <laughs> so Oh God!
0: Do you think that the uh, okay? This is a conspiracy theory. I love these. Do you think that um, foreign power had a hand in making sure that that bomb did not leave the launch pad, like Double O Seven style?
1: No. Think it was just their fucking engine. I think that they really just don't know what they're doing. But here's the thing. They're so economically destitute. It's amazing that I mean I I I honestly envision their nukes are probably, probably made out of car parts. (laughs) Like they've probably taken like a bunch of like like look, they're gonna they're gonna launch it, they're gonna launch an ICBM and it's gonna land in California, but it's not gonna have anything on it. Not because they weren't trying. They were really trying. <laughs> Somebody forgot or something. And it's going to land. And everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? And then they're going to get close to it. And it's going to be all spray painted white. But just underneath of it, you can see where it says Dotson on the side. <laughs> you know? Is this, is this ICBM made out of, made out of fucking a Dotson? Do they make old cars out of this? <laughs> Why would they do that? Is it a message? Is it anti-capitalism? Do they... Is it that they hate America so much they want to make an ICBM out of American car parts? No, it's because they don't have anything else. <laughs> I mean, like, look, look, they've got they've got agriculture because it was already there and they've got. The end. That's... So, I mean, like, like what, when they run out of car parts to, to try to make ICBMs with, then they're going to start using wool and just yarn a bunch of ICBMs and those will probably explode, too. <laughs> I don't know what they're feeding the sheep, but they'll fucking explode. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that, like you know, like North Korea just so far has like has such a just a a, a banging uh, a record of of completion on these things that I just imagine Damn. that when they are actually trying to load a nuke into the the ICBM, they cannot actually afford the equipment to. To safely handle the uranium is just a whole bunch of guys playing hot potato throwing (laughs) it to each other and then immediately falling over dead (laughs) just you have like in order to arm one it costs like 80 dudes (laughs) (laughs) because they gotta like throw it like up like up the little the little staircase (laughs) it's it's no wonder why North Korea doesn't have a baseball team you know because anybody who can play catch is already in the dirt
0: Like so you might be dead, you might grow a third arm. Who knows? Either no, way, I mean, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Weapons-grade uranium. You're like, dude. catch! Pfft. All right, here you go. <laughs> <It's> corpses. <laughs> Just a line of corpses going to the ICBM. I mean, and I'm sure Kim Jong Un is sitting there high-fiving all these generals that have all their little fictitious medals for wars that they didn't fight in. And he's like, "This ICBM is already effective. Look how many people it's killed." <laughs>
0: Oh god! <laughs> that was gold, man. That was fucking solid gold.
1: Love it. I love Kim Jong-un. He is the goofiest looking, most ineffective little pocket tyrant ever. He's the kind of guy that he's got that goofy fucking hair. I just want to poke his belly. But like, you know, rather than, I imagine, rather than the, it would probably be like, Kill him! All. <laughs> I'm like, praise the fatherland. I did. He just—he's so—he's so offensive in every way. And the the, the amazing part is, he's like—he's like our age. Mm-hmm. And that's what kills me. He's our age, and I'm like, do you not? Do you not read the newspaper?
2: No.
1: You have no chance. <laughs> you are hysterically, like, underprepared for for like. It's like, do you really want to fight the U.S.? I mean, like back. In not the US's military heyday, you lost 20% of your population to the United States during the Korean War. That was like <laughs> you were at your height. <laughs> and I'm like, since then, we could literally blow up this planet six fucking times. And the moon. And probably Mars. Basically. At the same time. You know, I mean, we could destroy everything. Like we, you you planted a planet, we'll probably ruin it. You know, but I mean you really want to do this? Yeah, they dude. No, they have no recognizable navy whatsoever. Meanwhile, we have like literally like eight like and eight of our fleet in the Pacific that could just turn, just annihilate the entire nation. Yeah. And, and they would be able to go, "No!" And then just...
0: And that's crazy too cuz they're not too far from Japan, okay? And we have fucked Japan up. And that we weren't even in our prime then. We are like a million times stronger as a country, military-wise.
1: Now, what, what makes them think they have a chance? And here's, the, and here's the funny part. Japan is one of the strongest American allies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, gotta, I mean, bar none. Yeah. They are one of the strongest. And in, in this administration has proven that even better. Because Trump and Shinzo Abe, the prime minister from Japan, get along weird. Weirdly well. Probably because they're both horribly offensive people. So they they have a lot of common ground. Mm -hmm. Japan has the number two navy in the world, and they're right off North Korea's coast. So it's like (laughs) you have to go through Japan.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, and and like they they do the saber rattling in Japan, and I'm like, ah, you don't want to do that. I don't think you would make it. (laughs) I mean, you guys, your guys' navy is just that far away from just basically being like a bunch of wooden fishing trawlers. You know <laughs> i mean it's oh, it's basically like you've got two guys in the back doing the paddle boat thing, and a bunch of other guys just laying on the deck going, "Oh, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> this isn't good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a couple things uh one, anytime you're playing any kind of a turn based strategy like uh not risk but like romance of the three kingdoms or or civilization g- mm-hmm. games like that where you got this like really fucking piddly country making threats at you and you're yeah. like Do you see the size of us? We're, you're still in the tribal age. Like
1: Yeah. exactly. I remember I remember playing uh Civ uh, Civilization before I realized that it was it was terrible. Yeah. And I, I was playing it and I was playing I can't remember I think I was actually playing as America. But um America. The, America. They uh I was I was in the like industrial revolution and then the, the, the a nation next to mine declared war on me and they were literally using palm tree fronds that had been sharpened for weapons <laughs> and they had like headdresses on. And I was like, you sure you you sure you want to do that? I mean, I just think you you probably shouldn't.
0: <laughs> it's not a good idea.
1: I just ah, it's dumb. You know, I mean, you probably should just relax. You know, we have a good thing going. Yeah. I leave you alone for now.
0: <laughs> the other thing it reminds me of is a uh, Star Trek Next Gen, <laughs> when they come across those piddly fucking
1: spaceships. Uh, <laughs> they try so hard not to, like, Cap Picard's like, "Look, please. stop, stop shooting at us." Just please, like, you have like concussive missiles. <laughs> like, yeah. stop it. And it's like you always know that, like, you can always see like any of the captains go to supreme arrogant mode mm-hmm. as soon as like you know there there are those times where like you know Worf's like they're firing missiles zero damage to shields <laughs> and Picard's like really? <laughs> Number one turn them inside out
0: <laughs> oh man especially when fucking Riker is assuming command of the ship when when uh Picard's out like he's just like really? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he—he <laughs> I mean, might as well just be disrobing and just being like, "You guys might as well just enjoy the show before <laughs> the missiles get there."
0: <laughs> oh
1: man! So okay, that. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, there—it's the worst. It's—it's it's the worst, but it's also fucking really funny. Yeah. So,
0: there's there's a lot of people talking about. North Korea getting ready to bomb California. like, Or nuke California. like,
1: They can't even do it. They couldn't even get the one off the fucking ground. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, like, they couldn't get it off the ground. They couldn't get off the ground. Here's the thing. I was talking to my brother-in-law. And he's in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Let's just say North Korea decides to shoot some, shoot some nukes. Let's say they can get one off the ground. Again, Japan has the second largest Navy in the world. And they're pretty much constantly on high alert because of North Korea. Right. They will shoot that shit out of the air. Yeah, and even if it does
0: get past Japan, we have our own missile defense system. Yeah,
1: we can probably get it. Because here's the thing. They've fired five, and none of them have ever gone any further than like 50 or 60 miles or some shit like that. I mean, a very, very short distance for being an ICBM. There wasn't very much C in that. <laughs> Yeah so it it's like let's, because I, I imagine that they would probably get super hot and heavy and all like you know <laughs> fire an ICBM. let's just say hypothetically and somehow manages to get past Japan. And North Koreas in, in all likelihood for North Korea's luck, it would probably detonate somewhere over the ocean. <laughs> and then it watch it actually detonates and it was an actual nuke. Can you imagine the riptide response? China at this point is on board for for North Korea to chill the fuck out and go take a nap. And Japan just does not like anything that North Korea does ever. South Korea, America, even fucking Russia. It would be like it would be literally the fastest implosion of world powers on a single target ever. Yeah, (laughs) because we can all agree on one thing. You know, it's like. Assad's killing his own people. He's, he's, he's an asshole and he's trying to like pacify everybody through violence. You know, but that's that concerns his nation only. North Korea wants to have nuclear Armageddon because somehow they think that they're gonna come out on top. <laughs> yeah. now, God bless them. They they just think that if they blow up the whole world, for some reason the nuclear fallout will not touch North Korea. I don't know what makes them think that, but God love them. Whatever. I dig fantasy too. So it'd just be like it would it's like when North Korea starts getting super worked up. I just imagine that the same people who sell all the arms and shit are sitting there with a map of North Korea being like, Russia, you want you want here? All right. Well, you can have you can have the clo- the corner closest to you and China, you can have this corner <laughs> and South Korea will kind of let you have a 30 or 40 percent here. Or sorry, South Korea, I yeah, have 34 percent and then everything else goes to Japan. Okay war's on you know because i mean like nobody it, uh, the worst part about it is that north korea like i said actually expects to be on top even when it comes to conventional warfare nope no 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 your citizens are all malnourished for starters and he's like everyone will rise up and i'm like and do what you won't let them have guns have sticks and stones and then get literally run the fuck over by tanks your shit's fucking, like, your shit was old during the Cold War. Your shit was basically brand new during Korea. That's what you've got. Well done. <laughs> I mean, god damn. <laughs> like, you think you're going to win, and it's amazing. It's like the kid that throws rocks at an oncoming train. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, no, totally.
1: I mean, here's, here's the thing, though.
0: If North Korea were to do nothing, I mean, talk shit, sure. That's what they do. China has their back. Unfortunately. Not anymore. anymore. Or had their back anyways. Until they started, you know, actually acting. (laughs) Right. So basically, back when, you know, during the Obama presidency, if we ever decided we wanted to go attack North Korea and just shut them the fuck up, because they need a, they need to learn a lesson, we would have also had to go to war with China. But, since North Korea can't keep their fucking mouth shut, and they have to fucking shoot some guns. <laughs> shoot some guns! Fire off a few missiles and, you know, act like a badass. They're alone now. <laughs> They're by themselves. They have no friends. They and- could... That would have been a huge fucking problem for the U.S. if China, you know, supported them. That would have been the next world war for sure. Oh well, oh yeah. But I mean, you know, U.S. versus, or you know, the Allied forces versus North Korea. That'll be over in a weekend. Like
1: <laughs> it, it would. It, I I think that it would definitely be over very quickly. And it it's, it's so supposedly, supposedly unconfirmed. I cannot cite my sources. Supposedly after uh, the president of china met with trump uh china marshaled 125,000 troops under the uh the border of north korea really so for the po- for the possible uh pacification of that nation that's called invasion i uh, mean yeah. just because they are not they're not doing what china tells them to do which is shut the fuck up <laughs> don't rock the boat <laughs> seriously because China is trying to reclaim its glory days and North Korea is literally becoming a, a, an obstacle to that. You know? It's it's time to put Lenny down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are threatening China's probably number 1 trading partner consistently. Yes. It's like if China is actually going to reclaim its glory days, it's going to need allies, partners, and people that are actually interested in making making money and f- and furthering a, a, a domestic agenda. That is not what North Korea is doing. North Korea has zero interest in doing any of that. North Korea wants to conquer shit for reasons that no one but North Koreans will know. I mean, I don't even think North Koreans know. <laughs> nope, they sure don't. I imagine the everyday citizen... actually fuck. I don't think anybody does. I think I don't even think Kim Jong Un knows. I think that he just wakes up in the morning. and He's like, I'm going to conquer the world. Why? That's uh, what I do. Because uh, my dad it's What I do ineffectively. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's he's like Kylo Ren. I'll follow your legacy. Yeah, like why?
1: Why though? S- but why? I mean, but why? <laughs> That's the thing. Look, don't get me started on Star Wars, but I will. I will say briefly. Why? When they were writing this character, why? why were they like? And then Kylie Ren wanted to be like his granddad. I mean, but specifically, why? I mean, what what turned him on to being like? Be like, you know what I want to do? I want to be an asthmatic burn victim <laughs> with a, a paraplegic. <laughs> I want. I want to be. I want to be all prosthesis and and I want to walk like a zombie. That's what I want. But like, why? But for real though, why? I mean. And- Maybe we'll find out in this next movie. Because, you know, within reason, they have enough knowledge of other Dark Force users that they could be like, I want to be like Darth Bane. Because he had all of his limbs until he died. <laughs> he was a whole person until death. <laughs> I mean, like, and and he didn't cry about literally everything. True. Like sand. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, I'll stop. I'm about, I'll start to get all worked up about the sand comment. I'm so uh, sorry.
0: That's all right.
1: I'm coming down, I'm coming down. All right. Hold me back, Neil, hold me back. I can't. <laughs> you can't reach me.
0: Well, I think, I mean, there's a lot more going on, but I think uh, we covered the most important things uh, that have happened recently, which were, you know, potential war. Um, a
1: lot of that.
2: There's,
0: oh! there's a... We could talk about Bill O'Reilly. I was going to say we could have talked about Bill O'Reilly. I mean, it's just... It's just Cosby 1.5. And to be honest, he never got anywhere with those chicks. (laughs) No, but he was just a dirty bastard in the office. He was a fucking dirty old man. Nobody wanted to fuck him. And he got really mad when they wouldn't fuck him. And he started, like started insulting their handbags and apparently they had a black intern
1: or a Ah, hot chocolate (laughs) called her hot chocolate and started grunting. Mm, (laughs) What does that even mean? I mean like he's literally the kind of guy that just like leans against the water cooler and is like hey I got a fiber in my pocket who wants to spit on my dick? (laughs) It's like nobody (laughs) what are you doing?
0: So Now here's the real question when it comes to Bill Riley. I mean other than the fact that
1: there's there's two two things, one. the <laughs> bomb in Kim's house, I
0: think you're a little behind, Gage. You gotta hit the, the live button. Um,
1: Ooh, that would be fantastic though. Real talk, that would be fantastic. And a dildo bomb. Yeah, you want to talk about sending a message, especially to North Korea, because North Korea at this point is basically like a kid you can bully. So then, like you have like a, you load an ICBM full up of literally just thousands of Jildos. And just have it like explode. Yeah, like the, the big wobbly ones. Have it explode right above the palace and just rain dildos. Because, <laughs> like, he demands, like, like Kim Jong un's like, I demand an American response. <laughs> dildos. <laughs> this is what we think about you.
0: This is literally the equivalent of you falling asleep and us drawing a strong and dick on your
1: forehead. But we can't yeah. do it, so. Dildo bomb. That would be. That would be amazing. <laughs> there are so many. There are so many ways that America could literally be. The evil frat boy. Of the world. Because we we are literally a nation. Of such, of such magnitude and such power. That if. Kim if we so desired it. I would love to see. The president. Whoever it is at the time. Organize a little seal team. Go with them. Break into Kim Jong-un's palace. Wipe out the guards in the immediate area and literally wake him up and give him the Arabian goggles. The Arabian goggles. Where you take your ball sack and you push it into his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And just sit over him and just fucking teabag the shit out of him for about an hour. And make him realize there's nothing he can do about it. And then you hop on a plane and you go the fuck back. (laughs) I love this idea. (sighs) That, that's making a statement. This is how powerless you are to stop me. I'm going to teabag you, and it's gonna be great. And I'm gonna tell everybody I did it.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So, anyways, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> no, stop. so here, here's the question. So he got fired from Fox. Mm-hmm. Do you think he got fired because he's a dirty old man? Or because he lost all of his sponsors.
1: we little column A, little column B? <laughs> like, I think
0: it was just because he uh, lost his sponsors.
1: He's yeah, no longer I mean, profitable. Right. I mean, and the, the Murdoch brothers apparently paid like through the fucking nose to try to keep his ass around. Yeah. So, I mean... if if Look, he's... like I, I realize that he's worth a lot. But he, if you're going to have to pay out $30 million to your employees to try to keep one employee... Eh... Eh, I mean, probably not that important. Right. So Especially considering that, like, you know, if you keep paying people off, eventually he's going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to finger blast the first person I see. <laughs> and it's like, you have got to go. Because now you're breaking the law. You are, you were, at first you were this close. <laughs> you were really close. You're just making shit weird, and you're making it awkward. And, you know, your uncle who hugs too long. Uh, but now, now, you know, hmm. You trying to finger fuck people, and you should probably be fired.
0: <laughs> yeah, and no, I think it was purely a monetary standpoint. I mean, I don't. I mean, like I said, it's both
1: because I mean, at one point he's gonna, like I said, he's gonna break the law. I right. mean, and then it's like now we are a company that is supporting, you know, uh, a finger fucker. Well, they do. They support Trump. That's true.
0: <laughs> and that's that's another thing is that Trump came out. He tweeted, "Hey, I don't think Bill Riley did anything wrong." Of course he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He did anything wrong. Like you, why didn't you just keep your mouth shut, dude? Like, come he really. On. I'm sure his PR department was like,
1: "God <sighs> damn it, Trump! <laughs> how do you do this?" I would love, I would love to just sit down and have tea with his his PR director, yeah, and just, just see how like how much of like a Pavlov, Pavlov's dog whipping boy he is. Try every time his phone trips. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, oh, somebody tweeted. Oh, good, it wasn't him. You know, like the palpable relief whenever he... Like, when the Trump says, I'll be right back, and then he thinks, oh, my God, is he going to the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, he's in there, like, you know, dictating, you know, national policy, and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom, and then you look down, and it's just, like, some, like, horrible, like, you know, racial vitriol. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The president didn't mean it because... He's old and senile, and I don't understand him. God damn it! <laughs> Making it weird and hard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We've had, we've had a good run here, and I think it was uh, very informative. Sure. Yeah, dude. So, um, thank you all for watching. Thanks for listening. You like what you heard, like what you saw, please like, rate, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and, uh, you know, visit us elsewhere. I mean, we're at mail at com. visit us at com. We've got everything there. Also, just, you know, give us some feedback. I mean, we like to hear from you. Um, thank you for the people that joined us tonight. Gage,
1: appreciate you. Um Yeah dude, you're awesome. Yeah and you like, dildo bombs. <laughs> you like dildo bombs. It's it's like we're like we're like one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll
0: uh we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye
2: <laughs> blueberry,
0: yeah. Blue- the Blue- Gentleman Blueberry blueberry dot Blueberry, that's blueberry without the E's. Your one stop shop for podcasting. Go on over there and take a look and see what they have to offer. And put in promo code DASTARDLY for one month of free hosting. Alright, see ya.